Hi, I'm Brad, and this is Queer Writers of Crime. The newest member on the crew giving book recommendations is author Lori Egan. She's told me her reading list, and in the months ahead, you'll hear some great suggestions. She'll be right up, but I'm going to ask you to be patient for just a moment. There has been much in the news lately about grooming children. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to give it more than that. The only other thing I'll add is a beautiful response. This is recorded in April 2022 for those of you listening in the future. My friend Mark McNeese is also an author and a podcaster. He and his longtime friend Rick Rose co-host the Twist podcast. I encourage you to check it out. I like hearing two friends chatting unscripted about news, culture, entertainment, and more, and I think you'd enjoy it too. Mark wrote and read something on the latest episode of the Twist podcast. He reminded me of the power of words, and I'm going to read it for you now. There is a link to Mark's website in the show notes where you can read it for yourself. Thank you, Mark, for allowing me to share this. Lori's recommendation will start when I'm done. Titled, Groomed. After all these years, I'll admit it, I was groomed. Groomed for success. Groomed to accept and celebrate who I am. Groomed to see a universe, vast, beyond my imagining, in which I am not the center. Groomed for compassion and empathy. Groomed to admit that what I don't know will always be greater than what I know, and what I don't understand is not to be feared. Groomed to be curious about nature's infinite display, abundance, and strangeness. Groomed to be thankful more than hateful. Thank you to the teachers, adults, librarians, friends, mentors, and complete strangers who groomed me to be the man I am. Signed, Mark the Dream Shaper. It's time to put on your sleuthing cap, feel nail-biting dread, and face heart-racing fear. This is Queer Writers of Crime, where you'll get book recommendations and hear interviews with LGBTQ authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller novels. Here's your host, Brad Shreve. Okay, I am with Lori A. Egan, and as you may know, Justine, who did the book recommendations, is still with us doing book recommendations one time a month, but she said that's all she can do these days. And we have Philip, who's been doing book recommendations for a couple months now. And I am thrilled to introduce the third member of the team who is doing book recommendations. They will be each doing one a month. And that person is an incredible author at the same time, Lori A. Egan. And welcome to the team, Lori. Thank you, Brad. It's a pleasure. I'm glad when I was reaching out to find somebody to step in and I was kind of looking for some diversity and you here you are. So thank you. And let's just kick it off. Who are you going to recommend today? Well, I sort of got my suitcase out, you know, not literally, but virtually. And after reading a really interesting New York Times article about all the different Scandinavian mystery crime fiction writers, I started buying quite a few of them and reading them. And one of the people that I came into contact with early on was Anne Holt, Anne with an E. 
and she is from Norway and is considered uh, really um, the most famous of all female Norwegian crime novelists. And her work has been published in over 30 languages and wow. uh, over 10 million books. So she's uh, beginning to hit the United States as far as, you know, selling. And but she's very, very popular overseas. So I, did you say? 10 million books? 10 million books, and that, that's probably an old figure. Okay, well, she sounds moderately successful. <laughs> Listen, I'd be happy with, a, you know, a we couple would, hundred. <laughs> I don't know any author that wouldn't kill to have 10 million books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that's interesting for me is because I am a, a writer, when I'm trying to review these books, I have a sort of conflict because I'm I'm I want to read them really quickly as a reader but then I'm also looking at the bones of the book you know how does this author um, create plot uh, suspenseful mood and how does the author propel action so I am trying to wear both hats when I'm going to be doing my three books and that sort of probably brings a little different angle and, and I like the fact that we're getting a different perspective so I'm very happy with that it might be harder on you, but I like it. <laughs> so, so do tell. Okay. Well, um, Anne Holt was born in Norway in 1958, and she's a lesbian with a partner, uh, Tina, and she has a law degree. She worked for the Oslo Police Department before founding her own law firm. She served as a minister of justice. And she did a stint at the Norwegian Broadcasting Corporation. So she's got a lot of stuff that she knows a lot of things about, which she really is able to incorporate into her novels. I I really um, find that's really interesting when you have a writer who has that kind of authority. Her first series was published in 1993 with the novel Blind Goddess. And that featured a lesbian detective, Hannah Wilhelmsen, whose presence continued through 10 books. You know, your gay listeners may wish to start with that series because Blind Godness uh, does have some lesbian characters, whereas this book that I'm going to be reviewing today doesn't. It, sh it has two straight protagonists, Adam Stubo and Johanna Vick, and I have no idea why a successful lesbian author uh, who did just fine on her first series, decided to omit any gay characters in this book. But I'm going to start with the second series. And that's quite all right. Yeah, that's the way it is. In fact, the, the second book I'm going to review in a few weeks is by the world-famous writer Val McDermott, a Scottish writer who's also a lesbian. And she um, wrote a quote for Anne Holt uh, for this book and said, uh, a genuinely puzzling and deeply unsettling thriller. Anne Holt reveals how truly dark it gets in Scandinavia. I love that. Ooh. <laughs> Gives you chills. <laughs> if I tried to write a complex plot like Punishment, I would run out of post-it notes, require a dozen wall charts, and I'd quit in absolute <laughs> flaming despair. I'm in awe of anyone who can concoct such a twisty tale that weaves diverse characters and their points of view, as well as happenings that occur in different times and in multiple locations. Although most of the um, setting takes place in Norway, at one point, 
psychologist and legal researcher Johanna Vick travels to Cape Cod. This ability to handle constant movement and action is a hallmark of a thriller. And because this novel also features Adam Stubo, a detective inspector in the National Criminal Investigative Service, it qualifies as a crime thriller, i.e. your bailiwick. An interesting parallel is that this team mirrors Val McDermott's dynamic pair, criminal psychologist Dr. Tony Hill and DCI Carol Jordan, although the genders of her two protagonists are switched from Holtz. So I, I have this fantasy about these two, two lesbian gals sitting there in front of a, a peat fire, drinking tumblers of, you know, crystal, you know, scotch and crystal tumblers and swapping plot ideas. It's really, <laughs> I don't know whether they know each other, but they should. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to punishment. This is the quote from the back cover. A killer is on the loose. Three children have been abducted. The bodies of two return to their mothers along with a cruel note. You got what you deserved. Adam Stubo is in charge of the investigation and is convinced there's a crucial detail he's overlooking. In a desperate bid to get some answers, he recruits legal researcher Johanna Vick, a woman with an extensive understanding of criminal history. With a chance that the third child is still alive, the clock is ticking. Can the pair solve the case in time to save her? This is another essential ingredient of a crime thriller. Someone will die unless the hero and heroine come to the rescue. I got to say, the blurb sent chills down my spine, especially when, it, especially when it comes to kids. I get a little freaked out. Yeah. Is the rest of the book just as spine tingling? Pretty much. Good. <laughs> Um, you know, usually thrillers hit the ground running right on the first page, but punishment begins with a very eerie single page written from the first person point of view, no gender mentioned. This ambiguous prologue leaves the reader wondering about the identity of the unnamed narrator and what this strange text means. And on a stylistic note, Holt doesn't use first person perspective again but instead verts to third-person accounts, including by the child abductor, to whom we can later attribute the prologue. So she sets up this very bizarre sort of strange text right at the beginning. Then, the next page, she begins with the race. As we are thrust into the narration of a child, Emily, she recounts her abduction, thus eliciting our concern, that the small girl's life is in jeopardy, and someone better find her fast. Emily's brief reports about her terrifying captivity are interspersed throughout with narrations by numerous other characters, each of whom provides his or her individual angle. Uh, now, all of this is happening in present, and then these abductions play out against a 35-year-old case. Johanna Vick is asked to come to the bedside of a retired lawyer who is very ill. The woman says an innocent man, Axel Sayer, was wrongly imprisoned for rape and the murder of a child. She tells Johanna that when she began investigating his case, all of the police files had mysteriously disappeared 
and that the reasons for his release after serving nine years in prison were never explained. The lawyer then hands Joanna a folder and begs her to read it because she wants justice to be done. Johanna immerses herself in the case and briefly journeys to Cape Cod, where Axel fled after being freed from jail. So this is going on with this public uh, fascination of the current abductions. And Joanna is interviewed on television and makes some outspoken remarks that cat the interest of Adam Stubo, the detective. He's really frustrated because he can't find the person responsible for the children's disappearances and soon for the deaths of two of them. At first, Johanna is reluctant to help him because she's involved with research about Axel Sayer. But Adam is strangely persistent, showing up at her home, meeting her on the street. So Johanna wonders if he's attracted to her. Um, she's divorced from her husband, and Adam is an older widower. The seesaw relationship between the detective and the psychologist makes the reader wonder if they will ever get together. Romantic tension is often a second-tier element in a thriller. One technique Holt uses brilliantly is the quick splice between characters' individual narratives. Each mini-ending leaves the reader wanting more and propels the pace as Holt constantly switches from multiple points of view, keeping the balls in the air like a consummate juggler. Slowly, the various plot threads beginning with Axel Sayre's imprisonment 35 years ago and concluding in the present, are skillfully tied up in a satisfying conclusion that flows logically. Holt isn't a literary stylist, and this is a translation, so to be fair, we don't know what the Norwegian sounded like. She is, however, adept at creating memorable characters and complex plots. My only criticism of the book is the relationship between Adam and Johanna feels peculiar, persistent on his part, but strangely passive. Johanna demonstrates ambivalence and yet some growing interest, though she fends Adam off if, in fact, he's making advances. She's not sure. I found this back and forth awkward, resembling the ambivalent behavior between the lesbian detective Hannah Wilhelmsen and her male detective partner, in Holt's first series. As mentioned previously, Punishment contains no LGBTQ characters. Holt probably considers herself a woman who writes fiction and is a lesbian versus being a lesbian writer. I'm comfortable with this because I'm a bridge writer myself, but I was still surprised by the lack of inclusion. Clearly, sales weren't hurt by having a lesbian police detective in the first series. As an internationally successful author, I thought she could present one or two gay people in her work, even if they weren't primary protagonists. I have no idea why Holt omitted this group of people. I wrote her literary agency and received no answer. Unlike her first series, Punishment isn't available as an ebook, only as a paperback. I think uh, she's a you know really good writer, and there are really great plots, and I would recommend Punishment, and perhaps starting with the first book uh, in the Hannah uh, Wilhelmson series. Laurie, it wasn't just exciting to have you here as for your first time. It sounds like you picked a damn good novel because this this thing sounds chilling. I hate to say I'm going to put it on my pile because I say that every week, but 
let's just say I would like to, <laughs> and I probably will buy it eventually. It'll be one of those that's about to make my Kindle explode. So I look forward to having you back. Thank you. Oh, I do need to say one thing. You know, Lori is here to recommend another book. So it would be really tacky for her to mention that she has a book. So I'm going to do it on her behalf because she's had a book that just recently came out. It's called Double Crown, Double, it's called Double Crossed. And it is currently available to purchase now. We are going to be talking about it. She's going to be back as, actually as a author guest in a couple of months, but that book's available now. But this other one that she just mentioned as well. Enjoy them both. So thank you again, Lori. Thank you. I'll be glad to do the next one, which will be Val McDermott's uh, The Mermaid Singing. You can get more information about episodes, plus scoops on book releases and promotions by LGBTQ crime authors each and every week. Simply head over to QueerWritersOfCrime.com and sign up for the newsletter. Brad made it easy and put the link right here in the show notes. Need a little nudge? Click it now and you'll also get a free ebook by one of a select group of outstanding authors. That makes not subscribing just plain silly. It's all yours at QueerWritersOfCrime.com.